Jamie Dupree comes right at you from the Hill in D.C. On the Sean Hannity Show. All right, he is the most connected man in Washington, D.C. We've invaded his home turf. We're in D.C. We're at CPAC. Obviously, a preview of tonight's big debate. Mitt Romney's speech. Not a whole lot of news going on. Jamie, I guess that's it. No report today. Yeah, nothing going on. You know, I, I thought about By the way, Romney's... people thought we were fighting yesterday. Can you tell people we're friends when we weren't fighting? Oh, that's okay. You know, they'll, people they'll don't take... like when mommy and daddy argue. I, I do like it when uh, people listen to me and I get two messages on social media back to back with one saying that I'm for one candidate and the other person saying I'm against that candidate. So it's fine. I think what struck me interestingly enough today about the Romney thing, you mentioned him. I thought this, the speech that he delivered, whoever wrote the speech, that was probably one of the best condensed sort of attacks on Trump that I've heard that anybody wrote. On the other hand, I'm not sure that Romney is the vessel for that attack to be made, uh, because I, I just don't think he speaks to sort of the people that, that maybe uh, the Republican Party would like to speak to. On the other hand, it could also it could give some cover to some people in the party to think, well, maybe that's the uh, the idea to go forward is to strategically vote. To, uh, I mean, he, he, he said very clearly, he didn't say he wanted a brokered convention, but that's what he was asking for by urging Republicans to vote for Rubio in Florida, vote for Kasich in Ohio, and then vote for either Rubio, Kasich, or Cruz, whoever's the strongest in whatever state uh, you want after that to stop Trump. Now, I don't, you know, I, I think that the Republicans who want to deny Trump the nomination or to block him from getting a majority, that has become sort of their their idea rather than just nail it down to two candidates to have one person, whether Cruz, Kasich or Rubio against Trump, that they think maybe keeping those three in the race would be the best way to uh, keep Trump from well, getting a majority of delegates. What, what struck me and tell me if you notice this or when I say it to you, you may notice this is that the exact same arguments, the exact same language uh, is exactly what I was complaining about yesterday with Senator Marco Rubio. And and it sort of reinforces the argument I made to you. And I know you're going to tell me that, yes, some conservatives don't like him. I understand that. But that's not the point. It seems orchestrated. It seems organized. It seems they're using the same words, the same language, the same arguments again and again and again. Now, that just now I would say that it's, it's disorganized, I think, is the thing that I see more than anything. Well, uh, how do they get to the same language? How come it's all con man, KKK, con man, fraud, KKK, Trump Well, University? I think those are the things. I mean, uh, Rubio was the first to hit the con artist one, and then I think other people followed off of him. Yeah, but but I, doesn't I, it sound like it's orchestrated? That this no, is that's the whole that thing. I don't think it is. I mean, I think there's no. an element of orchestration, but that's the thing, that I think that the Republican Party in dealing with Trump, to me, what has happened is this is exactly exactly what went on in 2010. The Republican Party was caught flat-footed by the rise of the Tea Party. The Republican Party has been caught flat-footed by Trump. They thought earnestly and honestly back in 2010 that the Tea Party thing would sort of rise up and it would go away and they could ignore it and that would be the best way to deal with it. And let me instead, tell you why I gently disagree with you. Let me let me explain this. Well, just let me because finish. They've had right a lot here, of real... time, but Jamie, they've had all of this time and I no, think they the had all of that time 6 years ago and they ignored it and I I no, think they're that stupid. they stood I, off to the I, I, side listen, here, they created and they the have ignored it, and now it's They created too big. the Tea Party, and they also created, well, probably Obama more responsible for the Tea Party, but they also created Donald Trump and Ted Cruz and the year of the insurgent because they failed. They were they were cowardly. They were feckless. They broke their word. Yeah, and but that's they were a whole different argument, Sean. That's a whole different thing. But from understand, what I'm up to this point, they thought Trump was going away, but Trump didn't go away. Trump has defied conventional political gravity. Yeah, so now they're running around. I don't think they're as orchestrated and organized as you think. Frankly, I think they're disorganized because of their inability to really get together a uh, a massive negative ad campaign against. 
Trump. We've seen lots right, of so stories. Here's my question. How, how come the same exact language, the same exact words? No, I don't same think so. Exact I, arguments. I think it, it's no. I, I think it's it's just happenstance. I'm, I'm not sensing the same phrasing and the same words uh, identically. I think that uh, Rubio was the first to say con artist. Other people picked up on that, but I don't sense that there is some memo that has gone out or anything like that. Uh, to me, again, still the Republican Party establishment, that big amorphous blob that it doesn't have an office anywhere or anything like that. But they they've been flummoxed. They, they had no idea how to deal with Trump. And frankly, what I think has happened in about the last two weeks is sort of the, the broad uh, part of the Republican Party that lives in sort of suburban areas of big cities in the U.S. has suddenly opened up the newspaper and turned on the TV and realized that Donald Trump isn't going away. And that's sort of the uprising that we're having right now. I think if the Republican Party had been organized, they would have done a much better job to snuff out See, I Trump agree, a long time ago. But I think they ago. weren't organized up to a point. I don't think they're organized now. You see, but I, the if they were organized, that, then Romney the and others was, would be endorsing on. one person. I but mean, Romney. Only, no, but Romney they're not is endorsing one is person. Saying, they want, vote for everybody. Because at this late hour, you're right, they weren't organized, but the, the organization evidence that I would argue is the same language. But here's the point, is that it doesn't matter. There, I, I guarantee you a bunch of millionaires, billionaires sat in a room, they came up with talking points, and they, they probably pleaded with Romney to do this for, quote, the good of the party uh, and going forward. And I suspect that's why the language is the same. Is it well, totally all organized? I can say no. is, again, we can go over yesterday. There's the Club for Growth and other groups that certainly aren't sitting in on any meetings with anybody in the establishment against, against who are, who are, who are going winning. after Trump on the same issues and talking about the same kind of stuff. So I know that you want to make the establishment the bogeyman here, but I don't the think that, that is. I thought it was the boogeyman. What's a well, bogeyman? whatever you want it to be. I just don't think that that is the main player yeah. right now. I think they've been unorganized, and that's why they're. We're going That's around why the their circles. effort against Trump is so scattershot. Um, remember John Dean in the Nixon White House? John Dean, remember he turned state evidence and and cooperated with the prosecutors? Um, if you watch this guy, Brian uh, Pagliano, remember this name, because he may be the guy that ends up being as famous as John Dean was back in the 70s. And... Um, Hang on, turn my phone off. I'm not calling you, okay? No, I know yeah, Pagliano is the one who uh, who was in charge of the server that Hillary Clinton had at her house while she was Secretary of State. Right. He had been, but if I remember correctly, a State Department employee, and he had taken the fifth and refused to talk to investigators and now has agreed to do so. Uh, the people I've spoken to inside the State Department who uh, have been sort of clued in on this have felt for a long time that he was the key to sort of uncovering if there was anything behind the scenes that was going on. And again, you know, this investigation keeps going. We've had more emails that have come out in the last couple of days, though really their release has sort of been overshadowed by all the campaign news. And again, the machinations that go on uh, behind the scenes and you know my opinion on it hasn't changed at all it's that uh i wouldn't bet on anything happening to hillary clinton but if something does uh because of the letters fbi it could be a very very big deal but like the kid who's wishing for the big gift at christmas you can't count on it to come down before the elections this year you and i have given predictions before all of these debates i don't think this is a difficult prediction let me see. Scorched Earth, Hail Mary, Swinging for the Fences, MMA, Bare Knuckle, Bloody Brawl. Use whatever analogy you want. It's going to be ugly tonight, and it's going to be Cruz attacking Trump 
uh, on his conservatism, and it's going to be Rubio. I don't know what Rubio's showing up tonight, but I assume it's going to be phony con artist KKK Rubio tonight, and it's going to be as vicious and ugly as any debate we've ever seen. Yeah, you know, I think uh, we already saw that Trump learned uh, from last week. He put out a plan today on health care. So if there were going to be any follow-ups today to what what do you believe and what should be done on health care, he would have something to say tonight. I would think that Rubio and Cruz would be looking at other issues to try to go after Trump. The fact that Ben Carson is not going to be there means that Trump, there's it's even fewer breathers for you with just four people up on stage and uh, even better chance to, to have uh, people zeroing in on you. Now, not much discussion has been made about the Megyn Kelly angle. She is obviously up there. Trump skipped the last debate that she was in. I've long felt, I I don't know why Trump got so sideways on Megyn Kelly, because I've seen him deal with questioners and and be able to deal with anybody at any time. But he made that into such a big deal after the August debate that it still makes makes me wonder. I'm sure there'll be nothing, but I still don't get it. I still don't well, get I mean, what that's that, that all about. That happened back in August, so my prediction is it's nothing tonight. Uh, although it could be. I mean, there might be a funny line or two that comes out of it. But Well, it's just that, one of those things that Trump, Trump so often does so well with just sort of brushing aside questioners, and yet he made that one into an extraordinarily personal battle that lasted for a long time. So I just wonder what that's all about. I would think that, yes, Rubio would go after Trump. Cruz would go after Trump. Now, does Cruz spend any time going after Rubio tonight? Then Kasich's going to stand off to the side and basically say, hey, all those morons are yelling at each other, America. Come vote for me over here. His strategy has become very clear. He has been in Michigan since, uh, I guess he got there yesterday, and he's going to stay there, it looks like, all the way through next Tuesday's well, primary in Michigan. almost paid off for him in Vermont. I mean, I, I think he did pretty well in Vermont, right? Yeah, and he's trying to do well in Michigan as a way to then get momentum to go down to his home state of Ohio the following week for the 15th. And as Mitt Romney said today, you know, I can see uh, you can see that uh, if Trump does not win in Ohio and is not able to win in Florida or at least one of the two, it certainly would slow him down overall and would follow on that that idea of denying him the majority of delegates. Now, can that work? That's a whole different story. Again, I I'm always very skeptical about the idea of a of a contested convention, a brokered convention, whatever you want to call it. But certainly that is the drive for delegates. We'll have uh, four uh, different states uh, this Saturday. We'll have Puerto Rico, I think, is on Sunday. And then uh, next week, four primaries or at least four you know, states It's amazing on how little attention are being paid to these four states, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and they're closed caucuses, which means it's always sort of a roll of the dice. Rubio uh, was supposed to go down to uh, make a stop in Louisiana and Kentucky on Friday. He scrapped those and instead is going to spend the entire day in Kansas, where he's been endorsed by Governor Brownback. So I assume that tells me that Rubio's people have decided that that may be their best chance to do something uh, in in this next round of states on Saturday. Then Rubio is going to go to Puerto Rico on Saturday as well to hold a rally, and it would seem like he has a decent chance maybe to pick up delegates there. Cruz is going to hit uh, a number of the states. I think he's going to Kentucky, Kansas, and I want to say he's going out to Idaho as well, which votes next Tuesday. So he's trying to hit a number. They're all sort of different ones. And, you know, Maine and Louisiana and Kansas and Kentucky, all with different sorts of electorates. But I can see a Trump vein running through all four of those. The question is, how organized is he in what is a closed Republican caucus in all of those states? All right. One other question. I want to go back to Hillary for just a second here. Uh, We have Joe DeGeneva, 
on the program, and his wife, Victoria Tunsing, he's a former prosecutor. He's got a law firm. He's a former attorney in some capacity with the government, and he is convinced that a grand jury has been convened as it relates to Hillary Clinton and this whole email scandal. Now, that follows also the FBI Director James Comey's remarks that he's up to his eyeballs in this and has a close eye on all of this. He made that in testimony earlier this week, those comments. So you got to think when you put one, two, and three together here, and the fact that this guy's getting immunity after he pled the fifth, that something is going on and there's a lot of movement here. You don't give people immunity if you're just sort of poking around and having fun and looking stuff. You know, to, to me, the fact that this guy was given immunity means there is clearly an investigation going on. Now, why would you give him immunity? Well, he obviously uh, pled the fifth. He wasn't going to talk for whatever reason. They're trying to squeeze information out of him. Again, I, I'm, I, I keep saying the same thing. I think this is a very serious thing or could be a serious thing for Hillary Clinton. But again, I would warn, don't bank on it. Too many times we've seen serious investigations investigations around the Clintons, and it doesn't always turn out the way a lot of people think it should. Yeah, pretty amazing. All right, Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in Washington. So give me the states again before we go. We got on Saturday, then we got on Sunday, and then we got on Tuesday. Yeah, Saturday are the four caucus states, and that is uh, Kansas and Kentucky, also Louisiana and Maine. I, actually, Louisiana is a primary, I think, and uh, and and then the main uh, main caucus. Then next week, and the Democrats also have Nebraska. By the way, if you see Nebraska on Saturday, it's not the Republican one. On Sunday, you have Puerto Rico. We'll just talk here about the Republicans. Then Tuesday, the Republicans have Hawaii and Idaho and also Michigan and Mississippi. Michigan is by far the bigger state than Mississippi, but Idaho, I think, uh, you know, that would be the kind of a state that you'd want to try to win a smaller one, maybe chalk up a victory here and there, because all these have delegates and start counting up. The only ones up. that had polls that I saw were Michigan, Trump was up there, Mississippi, Trump, Trump was up there, Kentucky he was up, and I think he was even up in Louisiana and Maine. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, uh, again, I can see all of these states as possibilities for Trump to win with another say 30 to 40 percent of the vote that type of thing it just yeah. depends how much organization right. that you've been doing remember caucus a bit different than a primary jamie dupree the most connected See man in Sean. washington